In the shadows of our imagination lurked the creatures of the night. Tall, bone-thin, possessed of an exotic, frightening beauty. Their eyes glow with a red spark that holds you fast while sharp white teeth champ against ruby lips and then sink into your flesh. Vampires have been our dark companions in literature and art, myth and religion from the early centuries of civilization. But during the past 150 years, more than any other legendary figure, the vampire has been romanticized and eroticized. For many people, vampires represent the dichotomous relationship between love and death, between Eros and Thanatos. Even as you understand that vampires can only survive by drawing on the blood of the living, it is this very act that attracts us to them. Why is the legend of the vampire so attractive? Perhaps because it mirrors human absorption with the phenomenon of death. Vampires, after all, are suspended between life and death. They are what Bram Stoker, author of Dracula, famously referred to as the undead. From this shrouded world, they hold forth the promise of eternal life, albeit at a terrible price. Or maybe they interest us because vampires are drawn to our blood, and blood is the essence of our existence. As Renfield, Dracula's minion, puts it, the blood is the life. Today, vampires more often inspire lust than repulsion. Whether it's the sparkly Edward Cullen of Stephanie Meyer's Twilight Saga, the brooding Bill Compton and Eric Northman, the male vampires at the heart of Charlene Harris's Sookie Stackhouse stories, or Angel, the tormented vampire and one-time lover of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Vampires also play an influential role in subculture, goths, who dress in black, sport multiple body piercings, and find their muse in the fiction of Van Rice and Poppy Z. Bright. As you explore the myths and legends of vampires, you will come to better understand these mysterious, powerful, dangerous, and exotic creatures, and may even find the roots of your own fascination with them. And then I'm talking. <laughs> no, but wait, wait! I have something for him. Boom! You get shot down. Now you're just fucking me, aren't you? <laughs> I'm just wondering why all these people like kids. The Weird History and Eerie Tales podcast. Concentrate on the news. That's what we do. Wow. <laughs> FY, there's nothing wrong. Fucking loophole, asshole. Fucking bitch. <laughs> All right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Weird History Eerie Tales podcast. I am your host, Moses Soria, and with me to my left is my brother, Josh. Hi. And sitting in front of me is Achi. <laughs> is that really how we want Hold to Hold on, man. You don't want me to take that back. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hey. Okay, go, Achi. And, yeah. and Achi sitting in front of me today, yeah. as always. And I'm fucking shot. My voice is fucking... My voice... So, obviously, if you guys are listening, we are. This episode is a week late. That is because it's my fault. I caught the flu. 
I've had the flu like three different times. We're only in February, like starting from January. I've had it like three different times, and it hit me really hard like last week. So I really do apologize for that. And now Achi's his voice is shot right now, but that's because he's been yelling. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not sick. I'm just teaching. And then um, fucking strong. <laughs> and that little excerpt, <laughs> and that little excerpt that you all um, just heard is the introduction to vampires, the myths, legends, and lore. Written by um, Aubrey Sherman, which is where a bulk of my information for this episode is coming from. Uh, the book Vampire, the Myths, Legends, and Lore. It's an, a fucking, it's a dope ass, it's, like, it's an amazing read. And I'm not just, like, as a fan of literature and, like, vampires, just go check it out. I'm going to put the Amazon link to the, um, for the, um, for the book. So you guys can go ahead and, um. Purchase it because it's an amazing read. I liked it. I bought it, and um, I've had it for you know a, a little while. And then the, these guys just came through it, and then Archie was like, "Oh shit, this book is the fucking the shit." We just came in through it. It's, it's dope. dope it, has, it has everything. It has vampires from the back. It has like the like the intro says, vampires, legends, lords. It has vampires in pop culture, vampires among us, vampires from around the world, fucking vampire hunters. It's a dope book, and it's not a boring textbook read. It's Really dope. So and shout out to Aubrey Sherman. And if you're looking for like the vampire Bible, this is like a sh- a nice a nice one, a nice combo of, of details and stories and lores and whatnot. And it has pictures. It's yeah. like your little pocketbook. It's a little bigger than a pocketbook, but it's dope. It's really dope. So again, it's vampires, myths, legends, and lore by um, Aubrey Sherman. One of my coworkers was talking about vampires. Well, he was specifically talking about um. Interview with the Vampire. The who? In it, the, book, uh, the movie Interview with the Vampire. Oh, that's a movie? Yeah, he watched like fucking 50 that, times, That's dude. my. That's like my all-time what? favorite movie, Interview with the Vampire. It's, it's Brad like, Pitt, Tom Cruise as vampires. Sounds like a fucking documentary. I man. walk in, he's always sweating and shit under like, his covers. I'm like, what the fuck are you watching? The movie's a fucking... Am- yeah, so he was telling me, if you have... Uh, actually, if you uh, Yes. <laughs> Dude, that's it's literally one of my favorite movies like of all time. It's like a top three for me. Like it's it's a fucking amazing. Yeah, I could tell. And we were talking about it, and then he was he said that he was that it came on, like while he was at home watching it, whatever. And he finished. It was toward the end already. It was when um Antonio Banderas shows up. He, he's in the fucking movie as the like the great vampire and Brad Pitt too. Young Brad Pitt. <sighs> Yeah, so he was telling me. <laughs> so, so he asked me. He was like, he was like, dude, would you mind being turned into a vampire? And I told him, depends, under two conditions. Can I choose when I could turn into a vampire? Because hey, if I'm if I'm turning into a vampire right now, I'm shit out of luck. I'm not gonna catch my fat ass. Is not catching anybody. <laughs> I'm not catching anybody. I hit my prime when I was like 17. I hit my physical prime when I was like 17. So if I could turn into a vampire back then when I was like 17, then maybe. And then, he, you know, he was just talking about like other vampire movies and like shit like that. And that's one of the, and this was a while back. This is one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about the vampire. Why I wanted to do an episode on um, vampires. Mm-hmm. So would you guys like to be turned into a vampire right now? Like right now, right now. Um, the way you are right now. Or would if you if you were to be if someone's if someone's like look you're gonna turn into a vampire either you choose or I choose right now depends what type of vampire I become regular American interview with the vampire regular vampire just 
As long as I don't sparkle in the night, I'm good. Try to be all sparkly. What the fuck? I'd sparkle. Yeah, I bet you would, huh? <laughs> I bet you would. Fucking 30 days of night vampire, though. Fucking vampire? I, I, I don't know. What's so tempting about turning into a fucking vampire? For one, you're a fucking vampire. Super speed, bro. Most of them want to die. They're like, oh, well, I want to feel death. And death. I, I don't know? know. I don't know, bro. Have you seen 30 days a night? Those, those, see, fucking, but those, sorry, are, those vampires don't want death. They want to get the death. That's a, that's a different thing. Students, you need help, bro. If you try to kill them. <laughs> see, that's, another, that's, another, that's another top three for me. 30 days of night for vampire movies. That's another top three. Scariest. That's that's a top five movie for me of all time. I love Thirty Days of Night. I I I can't watch that. I mean, yeah, no, I can't watch it at night, bro. Dude, I love that movie. And that and then and that's the different, you know, like those two movies, Interview the Vampire and then Thirty Days of Night. Uh Those shows that shows the two different how there's more than one different version of a vampire. You have the emo as aristocratic fucking interview the vampire Lestat and then Louis which is the interview the vampire and then you have the fucking revenant undead zombie blood sucking pieces of shit in 30 days of night throughout the centuries and in dozens of cultures vampires remain a centerpiece of the darker sides of lore and mythology and our current passion for the night terror show no signs of waning. Part of that fascination may be attributed to our fervent hope that there is life after death. No matter if you're searching for vampires or vampirism itself, it all inevitably leads back to the vampire. And I'm talking about Bram Stoker's very own Dracula. Because let's face it, vampires will not be what they are without Stoker's 1887 novel. But in saying that, it must be noted that there exists a much richer history surrounding these sexy motherfuckers. Before the term vampire became the go-to name, many legends referred to them as revenants, which is 30 days of night, for example, mm. which is individuals who return from the dead. Like many other legends from around the world, there are many legends, superstitions, and beliefs highlighting the dark underbelly of mythology with vampiric creatures that slither and crawl throughout the underworld, like the incubi, like the incubi and the succubi. The incubus of ancient folklore was believed to be a male demon who forced unwanted sexual relations on a sleeping woman. In female form, the demon is known as a succubus. Both apparitions are often linked to early European vampiric entities, including the German Alp and the Hungarian Liederk. Even Brazil has its own form of incubus, the Boto, which seduces women and leads them to the river. Of course, the incubus made for a handy and plausible excuse for unwanted pregnancies. How are vampires created, you ask? Well, the most duh answer is that vampires become a member of the undead through the biting of be- of being bit by another vampire. When people think about how do you become a vampire, the most common term, the most common answer people would give you, oh, you have to be bit by a vampire. Mm. While that may be true and be the most common and well-known way to become a vampire, a vampire's making is a lot more complicated when you start looking into the different variables of legends, films, 
and stories. We've kind of covered a few of them in our roundtable episode. When I asked you guys a question, what could turn you into a vampire? And there were some ridiculous ass ways that my brother was angry as fuck about. Is it, if a, what is it? A black cast out dancing on your grave or something like that? Well, aside from being bitten, you can turn into a vampire by, like, one, being born out of wedlock. Mm-hmm. If you lead a sinful life, if you commit suicide, if like, we, like I mentioned in, the, in that episode, it's a fast episode. If you're a woman... And you let yourself be looked at by a vampire, bam, you turn into a vampire. I know, maybe yes. <laughs> Being the seventh son of a seventh son. The fuck, bro? Fun fact, <laughs> we're my job, man. That, that goes number five. I'm not saying number five anymore. That's fucking... Cross it out. Hey, <laughs> and going back to your question, if I, if I want to be a vampire, I'm going to say no. If somebody likes to work out, I got to look in the mirror, right? A mirror is a tool to see what you got to work on. I can't see myself in a reflection, bruh. That all the see that's another variation. No. That's another variation of the vampire myth. There's very the, 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 the variation is if a vampire is full, which means he's not hungry or thirsty, he could see his reflection. When he's getting hungry, he's transparent. And then when he's starving and hungry, he, you're not gonna be able to see him. It will work that way. You know what I mean? Only when you're fat. And <laughs> you can see your piece of shit body. <laughs> the mirror's oh, like, what have I become? The mirror's like, look at it. <laughs> you know, and that's just scratching the surface because, like, like, each culture has its own belief and superstitions. Like, you can become a vampire if you're born with teeth. Or with yeah, wait, stop giving fun <laughs> facts, man. Or, 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 with, it out. or with a third nipple. <laughs> Cross it that's out. That's me. You know, so that's how they're. That's all right. I, before I ruin my brother, before I keep ruining his, <laughs> you're now, done. I'm done. I'm, <laughs> my segment is out. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Josh. Thank you. <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank you all for not listening to me. Uh, all right. So now let's talk about the parent, aka the maker of the vampire. Right. So once you get turned into a vampire. Someone has to teach you the ropes of how to become a vampire. And that's become that's either called the parent or the maker. It all it's basically means the same thing, but it all depends on the legend or whatever. So, if you're turned into a vampire by a bite or a form of vampiric seduction or some other ridiculous shit that I, that my brother my mentioned, <laughs> it whoever bites you becomes your maker, aka the parent. And there is a reason for a new vampire to be babied when first into a sexy, undead, pale, dick-swinging machine. Because, you, like, I didn't, I didn't think of this, and maybe you, and I'm pretty sure you haven't thought, of it, thought about it either, but a newly turned vampire needs to learn how much blood to take from a victim. Because the blood of a victim can't sustain the vampire for quite a while before they die or before they are turned into a vampire themselves. But it's also not all fun and games for the parent. Um, do you guys remember the movie Interview with the Vampire? Well, I know Achi. Hell no. Nah. Do you no guys don't remember it? For those of you that do remember, uh, for those of you that are listening and do and and are cultured, unlike these uncultured swines, you guys remember you the ruined it. You guys remember the relationship. <laughs> you guys remember the you relationship. He's had a pause and fucking Brad Pitt's <laughs> fucking glamorous goddamn hair and shit. So. You guys remember the relationship between subject. Louis? No, you guys remember the relationship between Louis and Lestat. 
for those for those of you, and I'm looking at both of you assholes. We don't know. Oh, we're the assholes. Okay. Basically, Lestat is oh. the vampire. Tom Cruise, Lestat. Uh-huh. Wait, Tom Cruise is in there? Tom Cruise, his his vampire is called Lestat. And he turns Brad Pitt into a vampire. So Lestat, Tom Cruise, becomes the parent maker of Louis, which is Brad Pitt's the vampire mentor. character. And that whole relationship is a fucking mess. For you guys that have seen it, you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. But for you guys, for you two, or for listeners who have not seen it, basically, this is the whole fucking movie. This is, it's Lestat. He basically goes up to Louis, and Lestat, Tom Cruise goes up to Brad Pitt and goes, drink the blood. Louis's like, no. No! Lestat, come on, Louis. It'll make you feel better. Drink the blood. Louis's like, no. Lestat's like, Louis. Drink the blood. Louis like, I said no. Lestat's like, drink the fucking blood, Louis. That's the whole movie. The whole movie is Brad Pitt. He does not. He did not want to turn into a vampire, but he was so beautiful that Lestat couldn't help himself. So, Brad Pitt's character. So Brad Pitt's character has this dilemma where he's like, I don't want to be a vampire. I hate having to draw the blood from humans, but I need to live. So there's a scene where he he fucks off in the middle of the night crying into the rain and Lestat's chasing after him and he finds him underneath the bridge and he finds not like a shitload of rats on the floor now he's he, he doesn't want to kill humans so he's just sucking the blood out of rats because he he has to and Lestat's like dude you fucking up and basically that's the whole movie Lestat's trying to convince Louis dude you have to you're a vampire like that's it like you have no other choice do Le- vampire shit do vampire shit and Louis's like I, I don't want to be a vampire and that starts like, well, too bad, motherfucker. You're, You're a vampire. You ain't going nowhere. We're going to have a movie night. And you guys are going to watch it. You know, what, you know what it reminds you of? Have you ever seen The Vampire's Apprentice? The Vampire? Nope. That's the one with the, 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 the guy from Step Brothers? Curly hair? Snowfire curly hair. Yeah, um, Dale. Yeah. Like, he, he's the parent figure to this one kind of random actor. For real? Yeah. It's pretty dope, actually. I never seen it. It like it revolves around the circus, and he's a vampire, and he freaking that's his apprentice or whatever. Right. So we're having a vampire movie. Ready? Night. Vampire night. Yeah, Except we ain't watching Thirty Days a Night. Fuck that movie. Dude, I love that movie. That's the first one we're gonna watch, nah, bro. I'm down. I'm down. Nah. Watch that one first. Yahweh. Yeah, like. Pansy, bro. Like, obviously the listeners don't know this. Maybe you guys do. Remember, remember when I was I working know, on uncultured. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bro, um, cultured. Well, I mean, but you guys watched this one, so you guys ain't that uncultured. Which um, one? Thirty Days. Have you seen Thirty Days of Night? I don't remember. It's the one when they're like, it's in Alaska. Yeah, yeah right. remember? Okay. remember? Yeah, remember? some snow. fucker was hiding under the yeah, that some movie. bullshit. Yeah, 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 okay, okay, yeah. Well, yeah, I never seen it. It was like about a year and a half ago. <laughs> it was like a year, about a year and a half ago, when I was working on a comic. It's called Son of the Red Sand, and it kind of has to. And I borrowed that, and I borrowed that kind of, uh, I borrowed that from Thirty Days of Night. Where you know how thirty days of night, there's that there's that whole thing where they're going from house to house sneaking so they won't get found by the vampires. True. Well, I borrowed that for for that comic for um for um Son of the Red Sand, and I pitched it to Image, but they didn't hit me back up. So fuck you, Image. Hit you with the LOL, bro. They, they didn't hit me back up. What? It was dope. They're about to hit a like on our fucking podcast. <laughs> oh, he said what? Yeah, like mind. that's how much I love that movie. Like thirty days of night. It's it's a huge like in terms of like vampires that's the shit so i bought that was like a huge inspiration for like that comic and um but yeah but you know like i mentioned earlier 
when you think of vampires, you think of the slick, charming, pale, aristocratic slayer of pussies. You know, like Bella Lugosi. When you think of a vampire, you think of that. You know, like Brad that, Pitt. Yep. That's what I think of vampire. Yeah. I think of Brad Pitt. Fuck. You know, but in but in reality, most vampires aren't like that. At least those vampires of folklore. Mm. Most of these vampires, they're rotten, dick, cheese-smelling, swamp-ass, reeking, reanimated corpses. Mm. Did someone say dick cheese? In various <laughs> stages of, you know, of shit decay. You know, since these unslick fucks weren't no Brad Pitt emo goth vampires, but instead were literally decaying bodies, you can see why the mere mention of vampires would evoke fear. The Our image of vampire has only been around for, I want to say, the better half of a century. Better Lugosi, the vampire aristocratic, well-dressed. But before that, vampires were literally undead creatures that would come, that would, that, you know, that would just be rise undead. Bram Stoker, he captured the bloody essence, literally and figuratively, of what it meant to be a vampire in his 1897 novel, Dracula. In Dracula, Dr. Seward who's a psychiatrist, a psychiatrist that throughout the book records his findings as an insane asylum administrator and as a key member of Van Helsing's team. And Dr. Seward tells of his, of his altercation with Renfield, who after attacking Seward with a, knife, with a knife and cutting his wrist, licks the blood from the floor and repeats over and over, the blood is the life, the blood is the life. The symbolism of blood, be it spiritual, physical, scientific, religious, supernatural, metaphorical, or whatever, has always existed for as long as man has roamed this earth. We've all heard legends or read accounts of blood sacrifices and blood rituals, like the Mayans, for example. Think of fucking, um, what's that one movie? Uh, the Mayans? Yeah. Um, Apocalypto? Apocalypto. Remember how there's that one scene where they're chopping off the dude's head from the top of a, of that, of that uh, ritual pyramid? Yeah. That's a blood ritual. And for us, even, if we, even when you're not talking about vampires, there's always... Rituals that have to do with blood, which kind of makes sense with why it has why a lot of vampires why this vamp why vampires have to have need blood you know to um survive. to survive. Ancient warriors they used to eat and drink the blood of their enemies to increase their power. Even gods are associated with blood rituals, like India's goddess like India's goddess um Kali, which literally means black or the black one. She's she's is she in Smite right? Yeah, Kali. Yeah, she you know she is the Hindu goddess of destruction and death and the overseer of annihilation and plagues. Possessing four arms, Kali is often depicted as having fangs or a long tongue and is decorated and usually decapitated heads or skulls on her shoulders. Her dude, her legendary battle with the demonic Raktabija has her spearing the shit out of him and drinking his blood. If that ain't vampiric as fuck, I don't know what is. It's dope as fuck. So, worshippers of Kali often sacrifice goats in her name. In the book, Vampires, the Myths, Legends, and Lore, author, author Aubrey Sherman has this to say about the historic symbolism of blood and vampire lore.
but perhaps the best known manifestation of metaphorical blood is wine representing the blood of Christ. This particular aspect of blood symbolism is arguably the most relevant when it comes to vampires given the underlying subtext of the vampire as the devil. The vampire's practice of usurping blood, which equates to life, is matched by its typical aversions to holy artifacts like the crucifix, holy water, churches, consecrated ground, and the Eucharist wafer, which is symbolic of Christ's, of Christ's body. Bram Stoker likely intended the, to link blood's meaning to biblical sources. The phrase, the blood is the life, which I mentioned earlier, is from Deuteronomy 12.23. The full passage reads, Only be sure that you do not eat the blood, for the blood is the life, and you may not eat the life with the flesh. As a symbolic opponent of heaven, Dracula uses blood as revenge against God. We cannot live life without blood. Trust me. Don't ask me how, but just trust. It's impossible to survive without blood coursing through our bodies. For vampires, blood is, for one reason or another, linked to immortality. Without blood, a traditional vampire, as well as any vampire, would starve, which explains the predatory nature and plays into the legend that many prey on children, women, and pregnant women. And if a vampire is feeling a little frisky, and in actuality, it is another strong symbol in the world of vampires, they go for women menstruating. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I think, I don't know if this voice was a blessing or a curse for my next segment on encounters, real life encounters with vampires. I feel like I've been kind of the Debbie Downer of Wink Wink. The Debbie Downer of episodes giving you guys very gory or sad or <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't I don't mean to do that, ladies and gentlemen, but it just I, that interests me the most. But it's fu- we need that guy. And you're that guy. Am I really that guy? You're that guy. You're that guy. Well, anyways, Embrace I want to I wanted to get off of that little segment for a little bit and just kind of tell stories. I when I was looking up on YouTube, some uh, stories that I found of real life encounters. I found three that interest me the most, and three from different regions, one from Australia and two from the U.S. So the one from Australia was actually American, who was uh, posted up over in Australia. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? It's Australia, but it's, but it's American. Wait, but it's American. American accent. So this was an encounter by, you know, uh, not a Marine, but a Navy SEAL. So. This is him, verbatim, what he said. I used to not believe in vampires, but after an encounter in Perth, Australia, I'm not so sure. <clears throat> I was in the Navy in Westpac Cruise in eight, 1984, and one of our ports uh, calls was in Perth, Australia. Beautiful place, great people, and at least back then, Americans were popular. There was also a goth craze going on among the younger people. The first night in port, there was a party duty, and unless you had duty, you had to be there. It was December, close to Christmas, so it was summer down under, and the uniform for the party was summer casual. It was 46 and below, which meant black slacks, short sleeve black shirt, and ribbons. I was standing in the middle of the warehouse, not engaging in conversation or dancing, 
when I suddenly had an urge to look towards the entrance. I stood there for what seemed like a few minutes looking at the door and wondering why. I was about to look away when two young ladies walked in and grabbed my attention. They were in goth, very light skinned. I watched them make their way through the room and didn't really take their eyes off or didn't really take my eyes off of them. I realized that if they kept their present course that they would pass close to me. As they got closer, I noticed their pale skin was very white, like the color of a cattle catfish belly. When they got close, I noticed that their eyes were normal, and one of them seemed to make a point to brush against me. I have never felt anyone so cold. She was so cold that I wonder how she could be alive. The phrase, cold as ice, came to mind. She was probably at least 15 degrees cooler than room temperature, and her skin was actually that pale. There was no powder transfer as she rubbed against me. She turned her head and looked at me and smiled. There was a sudden feeling in my head that gave away to the thought, I know you know, but who would believe you? Then she turned her head away and continued through the room with her friend. I then checked with the chief corpse members the very next day to see if they had seen anything unusual. He affirmed to me that there were no visitors. Like I said before, I used to not believe in vampires, but after that encounter, I can't swear by it. Nice. So you're telling me he did not smash? He did not smash. What I smash? What I hopefully, hopefully, you know when he said that she turned around. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you think they gave it away that she was a vampire because her body was facing forward, but she heard her neck did a whole one. Fuck that! And only he noticed. Fuck, bro. So now. Um, I didn't want to just tell stories back to back. I kind of wanted to research a little bit more and to see if I could find this particular vampire. Oh, you got fun facts too, eh? I got fun Ooh, facts. You got fun facts. <laughs> I'm trying to scratch the surface of yours as well, bro. We're taking shots left and right. Anyway, so <laughs> you already <laughs> you already mentioned the whole vampire goss, and this is what I think is what actually happened. I, I feel like he the, the, the Navy encountered... You know, not a vampire, but a van- uh, an actual vampire goth, which was like the trend that was happening. Because apparently, I didn't know this, there's all types of goths. There isn't just goth. Like, there's romantic goth. Well, yeah, you uncultured swine. Whether <laughs> you're vampire goth. Whether you listen to Ramstein or The Cure or fucking pop. Like, regular, there's like, dude, there, like, there's some, there was, for a while, there was something called um, health goth. Call me uncultured one more time. <laughs> I don't know why. I just feel offended. Just, you you remember that? Fuck you. Health goths for a while. Health goth? For those of you, you hipster. For those of you listening, you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. It's a health goth. Uncultured. It was It was bro. basically fit gothic people. Right? They're super long hair. They wear their makeup, but they're really into fitness. So they'd incorporate that kind of swag to their shit. The Viking fucking, the techno Viking, whatever. So, you know, so they'd fuck with like Adidas and Nike, Uh like gear, but it'd like be all like dossed out. It was nuts. It was was crazy. Yeah, but there's different, yeah, there's different variants of, uh, you know, kind of like with everything, like with death metal. When you think of death metal, oh, melodic death metal, fucking grindcore, tech death. Have you seen the techno Viking? What the fuck are you talking about? Open up YouTube real quick, bro. You got to see that shit, bro. Come on, man. I'm pretty sure you've seen it. Second you see it, you're gonna be like, "Wow!" The straight out DOS, but techno Viking. 
This better be worth it. We're also editing oh, all this bruh, shit out. Bruh. Bruh. The ones oh, that yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. remember that shit? Yeah, Play that shit. I got to see it. Play the one the, the, the least. We'll, we'll watch it after the show. I'm gonna nah, going to play it right now. Who is this guy? Oh, we'll show it after the show. It? I've never seen it. But anyways, so you know how Wikia has all types of information. There is one that's that I got from the website, Goth Types Wikia. So you know, can't get any more straight up with that. Sorry to interrupt you, but do you remember the website, vampirefreaks.com, which is basically like MySpace, but for goths? I think I remember seeing that one time. Do you guys remember that? I don't remember that shit. <laughs> You're cultured, yeah, I'm uncultured. You're uncultured swine. <laughs> vampire man. But anyways, so this is what a romant- or, or vampire goth looks like. So, you know, very similar to romantic goths, they have an infatuation with vampire and vampire lores. So their attire consists of wearing black, obviously. Very lacy attire, very flowy, and very aristocratic in nature, like we mentioned before. They usually wear makeup that consists of soft eyes, bold lips, and pale, you know, as snow faces. The biggest difference between the romantic goth and a vampire goth, however, is obviously that they added vampire features, which really are just fangs and just different tints of contact lenses. So that's what I think there was. And I looked further as to, you know, if there are any vampire lore in Australia. What could it have been? So there's two of them that, that they talked about. The first one um, was called a Talamur. And the legend of the Talamur vampires arose from the Banks Island. Talamur weren't considered to be harmful to the living, but instead, you know, fed off of, some say, they even had intercourse with spirits and ghosts. Sometimes the Talamore would prey on recently deceased corpses in order to bring out its spirit and become the Talamore's permanent servant. That's one type of vampire that came out from Australia. There's another one that's just fucking weird. It's called the Yara, Yaramayahu. Yaramayahu. So the legend of the Yaramayahu, who was, you know, was something that was brought up by the aboriginals of Australia. The Yaramayahu uh, was described as a little red man with about, you know, he was about four feet tall. With a very large head and mouth. Unlike typical vampires as how we know them today, this type of vampire actually did not have teeth. Instead, it had suckers like an octopus on its fingers and its toes. And this type of vampire would not go on hunting for food, but would instead wait patiently for its victim on top of fig trees. If any poor soul would find themselves walking under these trees while Yamayahu was on top perched, they would leap on top of its victims that uses suckers to drain the blood of his poor soul's surprise, blood. Surprise, motherfucker. I could just <laughs> picture a little red dude just, surprise, motherfucker. Dude, I'd, my bad, my bad, dude, I'd be pissed I, as fuck. I'd be mad as I'd fuck. I'd be pissed as fuck if the way I got turned, if I got, the way I got turned into a vampire was this four foot motherfucker putting his toes in the back of my neck. I'd be pissed. I'll punt that motherfucker. <laughs> Hold on. Boof. Hold on. We, my bad. We, we ain't done with this though. So, like I mentioned, <laughs> this shit's comedy, bro. My this, bad. This would leap. This motherfucker would leap on top of his victims and use his suckers to drain the poor soul's blood until it was empty, like a Capri Sun juice pouch. Nice. That's if, pretty fucking empty, bro. If this wasn't freaky enough, however, once the victim was sucked dry, the Yaramayahu would then take a nap shortly after. And since his victim was basically an empty vessel, you would think the Yaramayahu was done with its meal, right? That's when you're wrong, motherfucker. The Yaramayahu would then swallow its victim whole and in a few hours regurgitate it out. The Yaramayahu would then do this for several times and every time the victim would get smaller and smaller until then 
the victim then turns into another Yaramaya. Oh shit! Oh fuck! I'd be super pissed if I. That's yeah, how I turned into a vampire. If I go from six three to being four feet and a vampire, I'll be mad as fuck. Every bro. time you get thrown out, I'd be pissed if let's say there, let's say there was like an academy where like brand new, like you get turned into a vampire, kind of like Hogwarts. Like, well, you gotta go to the school so you can learn how to go to how to become a real vampire. If you show up as a Yaramayahu and you're in class with a fucking some dude who was turned into a vampire by a fucking Brad Pitt. I'd be pissed. You're like, you're like, dude, I could have been that. I could have been that. But instead, I'm over here fucking a red Danny DeVito. I don't know. Brad Pitt <laughs> seems like a bitch. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, the way he tries to sell the movie for us uncultured people, I, I don't know. That's true. He is a romantic god. So leave him alone. So you're a bitch. So, so technically, he's a, he's, a he's a bitch. He's a beautiful bitch. <laughs> But he, is he a bitch? He, he a BB? He's a BB. He's a B. I like he's, that. I like that. He's a BB. He's a BB. Beautiful bitch. Beautiful bitch. Yeah, hey, you. You gonna show me a beautiful bitch right now? Yep. Hey, I got you. What's up? You're BB. A ver qué tan BB way. How you gonna show something not show not play techno Viking, bro? Fuck you, son. Yeah, I know. That's the shit you always pause uh, the fucking movie on. He a stray BB. Bro, look at him. Look at him. Look at this beautiful motherfucker. You mean I could have turned into a vampire by that, but instead, Danny DeVito's sticking his fucking, <laughs> fucking, his fucking toes in my face. <laughs> oh, I forgot, Don't Kristen. <laughs> I forgot, Kristen. Oh, look, that's Tom Cruise. That's Tom Cruise. What the fuck is Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Was yeah. jumping off buildings. Was it in, like in that type of aristocratic time yeah. period? Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. Fine. Oh, look, this is right before he was, that's that's the kind of gothic vampire he was. Always brooding. That's right before he, he uh, went to go start sucking on rats. Hey, bro, just close your mouth, bro. Why are you, why are you drooling, man? Oh my Fucking God. puddle building up. All right, go on. <coughs> Moving on. I'm, I'm just keep looking at Brad Pitt pictures. Fucking bitch. Stop looking at your BB, son. Okay. So now we're moving from Down Under. To the U.S. And this is a story by Selena. Okay. Not the video about Selena. I was like, what video about Selena, Not her. Anyways. The trap Selena? Anyways. So, verbatim again, as told by the author. When I was about five or six years old, my family used to live in a small two-story house near the outskirts of Omaha, Nebraska. Imagine you're standing out in front of the house and you would see a lonely street life off to the left. And my room was on the right side, kind of sitting in the house's shadow. Before I explain what I saw, I have to give you a quick side note. The kids at my school used to say that my eyes turned red when I got angry, and so they gave me a very hurtful nickname. One day when I got home from school, I saw it written with markers on my bedroom window. A big jacket letter spelled out the word demon across the glass. <coughs> I thought it was spelled red rum. Red rum. Red red rub. Red rub. Red rub. Fuck. You're going to make me fucking spell that word forward, bro. Anyways, couldn't believe why someone would go through so much trouble just to do that to me. They used a ladder that we kept around the back of the house. It hadn't been moved in ages and it was covered in weeds and dirt. 
so it left muddy marks around my window. I got so mad that I threw a rock at the window and it shattered. My father covered it with a garbage bag and some duct tape. Anyway, it was a summer night, close to midnight when I got up to the go user bathroom. Despite it being so late, I was awake and full of energy, so I decided to sneak and play video games in my room. About an hour later, around 1am, out of nowhere, I heard a faint scream coming from outside. I could tell you that it was a woman scared, but I was so curious and I ran downstairs to look out the window and in the living room, but I was shocked when I realized that the whole room was bathed in red light. As I sur surveyed the surreal environment, it felt like an alien world despite the furniture and items that I enjoyed every day. I looked up to see the windows were all covered essentially plastered with some kind of paper-like material that seemed to be soaked in blood-red liquid. I ran back up to my room, carefully climbing up uh, the stairs, peering through the unbroken part of the window so as to not to be noticed. What I saw at the edge of the circle of light on the street was the shape of a man crouching over a woman who was laid motionless on the ground. The man wore an orange short sleeve shirt and would look like jeans, but the girl was dressed in a sort of business casual attire, a collared white shirt with a black skirt and stockings. I saw a streak of blue in her otherwise brown hair. The man looked up and his face was so pale that it stood contrast in the darkness around him. A dark red smeared and stained at his mouth and face. That's when I realized that I was looking at a vampire. As the shock and fear began to build in my young mind, he turned his head directly toward me with a startled look. He glared at me before sweeping the girl up from the ground and dashing away with such incredible speed it didn't seem natural at all. I went, back to, I went back downstairs after he left and I saw that the windows were back to normal. The next day, I went over to a spot where the tackle had occurred and saw spots of blood on the pavement along with a silver necklace. I took the necklace and I cleaned it up. This I still have till this day. The crazy thing is what happened following the incident and nightmares being drenched in blood. Those soon evolved into dreams where everything in my house was splattered with it. My bed, the floor, the ceiling, and the walls. It was like I was living in some sort of slaughterhouse. A few days later, I woke up with a large bite mark in my arm. It was deep enough that it even drew blood. And so I showered and I covered it up to keep it hidden because I knew no one would believe me. And I already had a reputation for demon in my school. On top of that, I knew my mother would would have thought that I was cunning myself, and I just didn't want that trouble. I guess I was pretty stupid back then, and I don't know what I saw. And I know that I was very young, but I truly believe that that man was a vampire. So backtrack, this little girl, you know, she was getting bullied, I guess, and then event at one point she sees or hears the sounds of a screaming woman she sees right outside, barely because she was in the left corner. The only thing she sees are kind of the shadows. And then just barely she was able to see the shapes of the bodies, and then that's when she noticed, you know, the yeah. victim was down. The, the, the quote-unquote <clears throat> vampire was bleeding, drenched with blood. One quick look, and then and took off. So that was the story by Selena. And then, yes, that Selena. Look to to me, vampire scare, vampire stories are a lot scarier when they're not in modern times. Like I was with you up until she said video games. 
I was like, ah, oh, what the fuck? I ain't scared of no vampire in fucking 2012. Playing an 8-bit game. Fuck Why not? Fucking vampire 2012. I'll fuck him up. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? All right. I'll fuck him up. Wait, wait till you hear this next story, though. Wait, hold up. I'd slap this food for me, bro. <laughs> I'll fuck up a vampire. I'll let, I'll let the story. Clean. I'll, I'll let the story talk for itself. Bro. Right. So this next one is called oh, Thing in the Field by username Nikki Real. It's a username? Username. Uh, all right. Anyways. It's probably a lie because whatever. Come on. He's mad as fuck. <laughs> I'll fuck up a vampire. <laughs> so this happened around. 30 days of night. How about that? That's modern. That's a revenant. That's true. You're going to get fucked, bro. No, that's an old vampire. That's an old vampire? Fuck you. Happened yeah. modern times. That's true. But it's an old vampire. I don't give a fuck. All vampires are old. Not that one. Shut that one, that, that one was wearing like an orange shirt and jeans. So what? It's not the dad vampire. So <laughs> I'm scared of old dad vampire. Oh, fuck him up. Sorry, sorry, Archie. We're going to hold look, on to look, your story. We're going to have a debate right now, bro. I'm I'm I'll fuck that. I'll fuck up that vampire and his stupid ass K-Swiss. So you're telling me if that fucker comes in right now. Fuck him up. How are you going to fuck him up? Just fuck him up. <laughs> that's it. That's it. You're just gonna fuck him up. How are you gonna fuck him up? I'm just gonna fuck him up. Fuck him up. I got. I got silver coming from the guy who I have, enjoys. I have crowns. I have idols. silver. Brad Pitt in that fucking movie. Let's, let's see your baby take care of it. See, I ain't fucking up Brad Pitt. I'll let that motherfucker bite me. Yeah. Suck you dry. Suck me dry. <laughs> Boy, carry on with your story, man. I'm about to throw my phone at this fool right here. So, I'm gonna suck him dry. <laughs> fuck him up. So this happened around last July. You're going to suck him, mom. That's what you're going to do. <laughs> My bad. You done? So this happened around last July. Me and my friends, including my boyfriend, we're all big paranormal junkies. We go out all the time searching for anything. Creatures, ghosts. We went to cemeteries at night, heard little girls laughing at 3 in the morning. We even saw a completely black dog that stood at a good 5 feet off of the ground. But what we saw last summer... I was not prepared. I've never seen anything like it. My boyfriend, let's call him Chris, has just finished working on my friend Jake's ruckus, which is basically a car. So afterwards, we decided to hang out in Azalea. It's a haunted place around in Indiana. My mother dropped her baby, or a mother dropped her baby. <laughs> not my mother. My <laughs> mother dropped the baby. Oh, no. Oh, no. Like, that's what mom does on Thursday nights. She just drops babies. Oh, no. <laughs> Shut up, stupid. A mother dropped her baby in the bridge there and then killed herself. Oh, shit. All right, never mind. Creatures roam around, and a slave would even appear every once in a while hanging by the oak tree across the road and telling different weird stories and sightings were reported there. But Chris, Jake, and Chris's brother Drew, along with myself, decided it would be a great place to visit. It was a warm, clear night and gorgeous. We decided to take Chris's car and head it out. It was only a few minutes away and it didn't take long before we turned the curb and headed towards the first bridge, awaiting the second bridge where the lady jumped from. Chris and I rolled the window down and lit two cigarettes. We didn't say anything coming over the first bridge, but once we got into the reach of the road, I looked towards the field which was freshly cut. I could see pretty far out with the moon overhead. Chris, I said. Yeah? He said curious. I pointed out to the field. At first, I could have mistaken it for a dog, but then I concentrated more. I got Chris's attention and it had drawn the other two guys' attention as well. Chris slowed the vehicle down, much to my dismay. Whatever it was, it was terrifying to behold. 
It was humanoid with long, thin arms, muscular long legs, and it was keeping up with the car. A weird growl from its throat came out as it charged at us. The whole time Chris was taunting the thing, it was not moving. I cried out and I begged him to move. And as soon as he looked like it was going to launch at our window, Chris finally threw the car into gear and raced ahead. I watched as this thing disappeared under the bridge. I then sighed in relief. Maybe it wouldn't pass the bridge. But then I was wrong. I barreled from under the bridge from inside into my side of the car. Drew and Jake were breathing heavily and watched out the back window. Every once in a while, I could feel Jake's body shake with fear. We turned onto the highway and drove towards home, hoping to lose whatever that was on the highway. By the time we pulled into Chris's driveway, we unloaded from the car and Chris ran inside. I swallowed a lump from my throat and chuckled as Chris walked out with a gun in hand. We, we lost it. It's, it's, it's not around, he said. I was so happy that my heartbeat was still fast and my hands were kind of clammy. But you know that feeling when you're being watched. How you begin to sweat, get cold chills, and your hair stands up on end. All at once, we all got that feeling. I looked towards the woods behind Chris's house. A field was connected to the back of it. The woods aren't very large, but just a few trees and bushes, so we could see the other side, and I realized we hadn't lost it after all. We all watched as it walked out from the woods. I felt like crying and scrabbled on top of the car watching this thing. Chris aimed his gun at it and had made no movement, as if it was going to attack. But in fact, it looked a lot more curious. If it wanted to, it could have killed us all that night. We finally calmed down until we had noticed that it brought another one with it. The creature walked in and out. The creatures walked in and out of the shadows, like predators watching for an opening to attack its prey. I could see yellow eyes and pale skin. And at one point, I caught the shimmer of sharp fangs on either side of their mouths, and their ears appeared to be pointed. I have never seen anything like it before in my life. Call us stupid, but all at once, we all began to get closer. I guess you could say curiosity got the better of us. We made it up in the middle of the house before the thing moved back into the shadow. At this point, they are only 40 feet ahead of us. I felt more horrified than I'd ever been. We all walked back slowly, never turning around. Finally, we went to the car and just waited. It must have been about around 4 a.m., when they finally stopped coming out of the shadows. Jake then decided it was time to go home. He left while Chris and I went inside and hung out in his bedroom. But all night, I heard scraping in the windows and knocks on the walls. It was terrible. I haven't seen them since. We've been back to Azalea but never seen them. I heard growls, but that's about it. Maybe because it's winter. Maybe because they just wanted to get a better look at us. But whatever they were, I surely would have hated to meet them myself. Fuck him up, bro. Swing. Shut the fuck up, no, you buddy. You know how ridiculous you, you sound so ridiculous like fucking Melissa saying she can fuck up a goddamn raptor. That's 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 ridiculous. <laughs> oh, that's Bruh. ridiculous. Bruh. Bruh. I'll I live with this guy. I'll can you believe this? I'll fuck up a vampire. Oh my god. No gosh. questions with asked. What? Not no even. questions with asked. 
First of all, we live in a Catholic home. My mom has holy water everywhere. GG there. Second of all, how are they going to come in? I didn't let them in. I'm going to let them in now, tough. I want to <laughs> see this fight. Son of a bitch. Go down the hallway. Just straight. Just door straight ahead. It's fucked up. You going to let them in like that? <laughs> <laughs> bitch ass. All right. So then, you know, since this were in, in, in the U.S., I couldn't really find a lot of info as far as vampires in the U.S. There's a lot of vampires in Mexico. Yeah. that That's really big. But when you type in... Yeah, fucking mana. Anyways. So there's a lot of vampires in Central America, even though it's considered, you know, North America. Yeah. But the, there's two vampires that I was able to sort of find that were... You know, kind of resembled? Sort of. Either one, one of them resembled it. The other one was, you know, a vampire lore that came out from Louisiana. So I'm going to start off with that one. And that's... That vampire is called the Phil Follet. And the Phil Follet, that Phil way. Chick fil A? What? Chick fil A. The legend derived from voodoo culture deep in the heart of voodoo central Louisiana. Ooh, voodoo? Like, you, you believe in voodoo? Yes, yes, yes. It's good. Good, 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 good. So there was no description as to how the vampire looks, but the Phil Follet was actually a soul that was sent back on earth by God to do his dirty work. But instead, it actually causes mischief and convinces vengeance on those who have committed wrong. On the Phil Follet. Some say that it sucks on the blood of children, while others say that it was actually the soul of a child that died before he was baptized. So that was the one that I could find from America. One that I thought resembled this one was uh, Strogi. Strogi, whatever. Did you say Strokey? Strokey, bro. Strokey? Strokey? Straight up stroke. Oh, he does is just stroke it. That's how he turns into a vampire. He just strokes you until you turn into one. <laughs> bruh. I feel like that would be something our parents would tell us. Hey. Whoa. What? what? Wait, you turn into what? a vampire, bruh. Oh, that, you oh. turn into a vampire, Okay. <laughs> Were we wrong for, for thinking like, are we on the Archie, wrong side? You better do your homework. Archie, you better come home before the before the city lights turn on. If not, <laughs> vampire's going to jerk you off until you turn into a vampire yourself. <laughs> Moving on. So this this legend actually arose from you know kind of ancient Greece, but these motherfuckers are epic as fuck. So you know the Strogi. They, the, there's mythology that says that it has supernatural, mystical attributes and powers such as super strength being one of them, super speed, super senses, fucking weather manipulation, shape shifting, immortality, invisibility. Immunity to sunlight, so it doesn't matter if it's fucking day or not, you fucked. And also spell casting. OP. OP. And all this is done by stroking, bro? All this is done by stroking, bro. Nice. Yeah. So I, I think that this kind of a vampire it resembled it as most. I couldn't find anything as far as characteristics, like how it looked, but as far as the abilities, especially since the fact that they're saying that this fucking vampire was. Speeding off and it caught up to the car. I think that this one was kind of like the one that had the best characteristics. The, uh, was it stroking when the, it was running? <laughs> the vamp. The thing that that reminded me of is uh, the description of the story, except yeah. for the pale white skin, is the Yuma, the Japanese vampire. I think it's Japanese vampire. And the reason I know did it have hair or something like that? No. And 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 the reason why I remembered, well, I think it's the Yuma. Because right now I'm watching an anime called Claymore. That anime is the shit. Claymore? It's called Claymore. So basically what the Claymore is, it's um, women who are turned into vampire hunters. 
and the, re- the, and, the re- and they themselves are half vampires. So what so what happens is if you want to become a claymore, you have to eat the flesh and drink the blood of a vampire and resist the temptation. And once you resist the, once you resist the temptation, you don't fully turn into a vampire, but you get all the extra powerful like all the supernatural strength and shit like that. And every claymore has its own interesting characteristics. Some could some 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 could stretch out their arms, the other one could basically sense aura other ones could heal them you know so it all depends on the on the individual but they hunt the yumas that's the vampire and they're large they're lanky arms and they hunt and kill and they go in and out of the shadows so that's what that reminded me of but if you guys want to check out that anime it's called claymore i'm like episode 12 already i'm hooked bro netflix bro hulu unfortunately oh Oh, check it. it out bro check it out it's amazing yeah. Just in case you don't have Hulu, just check just check out kissanime.com or oh, whatever. And you can just find all the motherfuckers. Is there. is SAO there? SAO, of course, bro. You can find any anime. Hold on, hold on, hold on. English subtitles or English dub? English dub, bro. Subtitles only, bro. Subs only, what? bro. I can't watch anime English dubbed. Really? I'm I surprised. Can't. I'm surprised someone who hasn't watched a lot of anime is like that because usually it's like, yeah, I, prefer, I mean, that was me in the first. I was like, oh, I prefer dubbed. And now nah, it's like, nah, I can't watch dubbed. Yeah. I, have to, I love subtitled anime. Yeah. I, hate, no. I hate subtitled shit because then you, you see more of the, the words than you do the actual images. Well, yeah, you're a fucking ridiculous idiot. Yeah, you own, you're own you cultured swine. Fuck. Damn, bro. What the fuck? Move on to your next uh, Fuck, <laughs> Fuck your shit, bro. <laughs> When you hear the word vampire, what do you picture in your head? Oh, thanks to you, a f- fucking Brad Pitt now. <laughs> BB. A pansy-ass mother. No, like, when you think of the word vampire, what's the first thing that comes to mind to you? Like, what's the fir- when you hear vampire, what's the first thing that comes to mind to you? First thing that comes to mind to you? I just think blood. Blood? Yeah. I don't know. For those of you listening <laughs> at home. <laughs> Strokies. You know, for those of you listening. Strokies, bro. Uh, for you, for you listening at home that aren't uncultured swine like these two assholes, the first image that Why probably that came to mind was probably that of a tall, pale, handsome man dressed in a black tuxedo, wrapped in a badass cape. Maybe <laughs> a badass. Ca- that image right there was put into our heads courtesy of Bela Lugosi in the 1931 film Dracula. But by definition, a vampire is not supposed to look like that. Oh, no, sirs. Like I mentioned earlier, a vampire is a reanimated corpse or revenant who rises from the dead to drink the blood or flesh, depending on the legend, through their long-ass canine teeth. Think of Night of the Living Dead or 30 Days of Night. When we begin to think about vampires, what we individually think will always vary and depend on what you've seen, heard, or read. You probably won't find a snazzy, a, like a snazzy dressed vampire in old vampire lores. The same goes for those looking for 30, for a 30 days of night vampire in gothic erotic vampire novels. But what you've seen in movies, what you've heard in folklore, 
and what you've read in lit- what you read in literature will paint a complete picture of what a vampire really is. A lot of vampire lore and literature comes from Stroke's Dracula, like the transforming into mist and sleeping or resting on its native soil. While these may be staples of the lore, these aren't the only ones vampires have. So right now, let's talk about their fangs. It's nearly impossible to think of a vampire and not think of their fangs. When you're talking about a vampire, you're talking about creatures that drink blood to stay alive or immortal, and their fangs are the mechanism by which most vampires consume their food. A vampire's fangs are sharp, elongated canine teeth. In early depictions of vampire, like Bela Lugosi's Dracula and the 1922 silent film Nosferatu, they didn't actually show Dracula biting the necks of their victims. While Christopher Lee's, Christopher Lee, for those of you that don't know, Saruman from Lord of the Rings, his Dracula was all about showing his pearly whites. So rest in peace to Christopher Lee. Over the decades, vampires have punctured necks with fangs of different sizes, leaving wounds ranging from needle points, like the story of your little of the girl mm. where she found two little, two little needle points, and to the size of softballs, which kind of it varies on depending on the legend, and then kind and people play loosely with the, the size of fangs because, like for example, in that story, she says she found two little pricks, mm. and she it says so first she says she saw a vampire soaked in blood, so it's kind of impossible for him to be soaked in blood when he's leaving two little pricks on her. So you know how people kind of play loosely around with the size of the fangs, like mm-hmm. which one is he? Like, did he stay sucking on that chick on the street for like an hour and a half for all that blood to come out of those two needle prints? Or do vampires, do they can, or do they just adjust the size of their fangs depending on what they want to do? So, like the fang things, that's adjustable. Now, let's talk about their nails real quick. Traditionally, in movies, vampires are shown with long nails, usually you know, well manicured. In Stroker's Dracula, Jonathan Harker says that the counts had first seemed rather white and fine. But upon closer inspection, he says, I could not but notice that they were rather coarse. So they were kind of like shitty. And Rice's creatures, and Rice was is the writer, creator of the interview with the vampire. <laughs> what happened? Who the fuck says that? Hey, bro, you got some shitty ass nails, bro. Jonathan Harker. <laughs> I'll be mad as well. <laughs> That's his BB though. That's so and true. so and Rice's creatures, their fingernails are they're translucent like glass. So for, for in her stories, her vampires have nails that you could see through when they're long, and that and that shows in Interview with the Vampire. And with the exception of a few B horror movies, most vampires stay true to Bela Lugosi's aesthetic, rather than keeping with the whole reanimated corpse stick. So for the longest time when we think of vampires, that's the kind of vampires we see in movies. You know what I mean? That yeah. that's the vampire. Aside from a few horror horror movies, that's basically what we get. And also the thing about vampires is their superhuman powers, like their superhuman strength. So Aubrey Sherman, which is the author of the book, she states as a physical presence Vampires are entirely intimidating. They have superhuman strength, 
physical agility, acute vision, a magnified sense of smell, extremely sharp hearing, the ability to hypnotize, and shape-shifting capabilities. Literature knows vampires who can fly, levitate, become invisible, time travel, start fires, employ telekinesis, use telepathy, self-heal, move with extreme speed, and cast spells. They're OP. That's OP. That's they OP. have to get nerfed, bro. That's OP. He stole something else, bro. They could withstand Check sunlight. Or they could even cause spontaneous combustion. Some vampires could be like, you know what? Fuck this. They can make shit blow up. That's OP as fuck. You try to fuck with that vampire? And, and, and you say you can fuck him up, huh? Yeah. That one, I'm pretty sure. He might have the odds on me on that I'm one. I'm done. But I'm no, done with you. No matter what you read, <laughs> heard, or saw, most vampires have superhuman fucking strength. After all, they need those abilities in order to overpower their prey, fight, and sometimes to even run away, which is what they're going to do. They fucking fight Shut me. Shut the f- <laughs> Some vampires. Damn, man. They can even do ridiculous Matrix-ass jumps. Like in the Blade and the Underworld movies. You know how these motherfuckers oh, are parkouring Parkour, like crazy bro. and shit? But no matter how strong one what is. What can you do, huh? I'll fuck up a vampire. <laughs> Gotta wear that spandex too, though. In the, try to find some spandex that'll fit me <laughs> right now. See if I don't look like a fucking gothic chorizo. Fuck. <laughs> so inevitably, they will get hurt and then they will need to heal. And this is where the vampire lair comes into play. Because being a vampire requires a well-honed survival instinct. Proper layers usually include trusted servants. Like the one that you mentioned earlier. Most of the time, these servants are under the vampire spell. Or being groomed to be a vampire. Like sometimes, it, like, when like we think of vampires. Hmm? Like no. Uh, for, in, some vampire, in some vampire <laughs> lores, it takes more than one bite. For you to become a vampire. Like they bite you once. You kind of kind of walk in the line of life and death. And then you recover. And they bite you a second time. And then you do the, the walk again. Where you're almost dying but not really. And then after the third bite. That's when you become a vampire. Jeez. So while they're, while they're in between that. While they're in between that final step. They're in control of the vampire. Which is them being their servant. You know. And that's what they need. Because they, the vampires need servants and security. Like, for example, in Dracula, the mad Renfield is Dracula's servant, controlled by the vampire's mind. When the evil fiend arrives in England, which is Dracula, Renfield mutters to himself, he's coming. Since it's kind of hard for servants to remain unaware of their master's vampiric nature. Because, let's face it, it'd be kind of hard... To work for a vampire and not realize it. Like at some point, all the dead drained bodies, the bloody clothes, the holy strangers carrying wooden stakes to kill your boss who only goes out at night. Eventually that will get suspicious. So most of the time those servants are trained or they're, you know, like they're in, they're, they're about to become vampires or they're just under a spell. So... It's better for, like I said, a vampire to maintain a staff that knows what's up. Of course, the vampire can just say, fuck it, and might control, might control himself a nice, proper gentleman. 
to guard and keep his place tidy and to occasionally snack on. Because, they, remember, like, humans have a lot of blood, and vampires could sometimes keep humans as just, like, a source of food. They just keep them there, and they just farm it on them, sucking on them, you know, until they just get tired of them or until they die. Looking like a snack. So, <laughs> for, for most of us, the mere mention of the word vampire conjures up the traditional, you know, an ensemble of Dracula in literature, especially in historical horror and vampire romance. Vampires dressing themselves in the style of their era is what any intelligent predator would do to blend in with the general public. So when you're talking about vampires that they lived a long while, they're not always going to dress like they did. For example, in um, Interview with the Vampire. In Interview with the Vampire, it starts off in the late 1600s. And the story takes place in the year, I think it's 1999, where the story is being told by Louis, Brad Pitt's character. It's a writer who's actually interviewing Brad Pitt as a vampire. And the whole movie is Brad Pitt telling the story of how he became a vampire. That's why it's called Interview with the Vampire. Uh. At the very end, the interviewer is leaving, and the interviewer knows about his whole story. And while he's driving away, Lestat jumps into his... Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise jumps into his car. But Tom Cruise is dressed like he was in the 1600s. He's dressed like an old aristocratic and usually that's not that's usually not the case with most vampires because most vampires if they want to blend in and not be suspicious they're not going to dress like they did 200 years ago you know what i mean so like the guy with the orange shirt and jeans that i was talking about yeah when they try to say you can I, fuck I, up i'll still fuck them up you know like i said they dress themselves in the style of the era and if you're out and about and a well-groomed man speaking in that thick vampiric accent Dressed in a black tux, and the tux has tails. You know what those tails are, right? A large opera cape with the occasional hint of red comes up to you, and begins talking about how he, how he feels himself at night, and how his and how his three wives drive him crazy, and how much he loves bats and the color black. You'd probably be thinking to yourself, man, this dude is is eccentric as fuck. I kind of like this guy. So vampires have to dress up like the like rich people of their time. And that kind of gives off that allure of them. Because imagine if, if someone comes up to you like that, dressed in all black, he's wearing fancy clothes, and he's talking to you in a thick accent. And he starts talking about weird shit. You kinda be you're not you kinda be looking at him like, damn, this is kinda weird, but you're not gonna be kind of put put too completely off by it. You're like, okay, let, let me listen to him. Right? But now Imagine if some dude tells me he feels himself, I'm out, bro. I'm out. No, like if imagine he says something about he feels himself and three wives. I'd be like, no. Bro, imagine, look, he comes I'm up out. to you. Some you're at a bar. I feel myself. No, I'm done. No, he's like you're just chilling at a bar, right? You're just imagine you're at a bar. Some dude sits next to you and he's dressed, you know, like a like a rich guy. He's dressed like a rich guy, and then he's talking to you, and you know, you're talking to him, and he's. Like proper and like he's smart as shit and he's charismatic and you're talking to him and he's asking you about things and then that conversation's like yeah I kind of like you know I kind of like I have three wives they kind of drive me nuts which is kind of why I'm here you're like oh shit this dude has three wives this dude's a fucking pimp and then he starts talking about like yeah I love you know I, I love you know I love bats I'm doing all that you I'm know done. he's he's I'm talking done. to so you he says that I'm done bro. see but you're not gonna be I like love bats. you're gonna entertain him up until that point where you're like you're no longer interested. But that's 
That's all he needs. Just that small little gap, and then you're under his mind control. But now. Why does this remind me of Van Helsing? Yeah, that's that, that, basically. But this is this is the key of them looking. That they have to. This is a good example of why they have to look like they're the shit. Imagine having that same conversation coming from some crusty asshole in baggy jean shorts, tennis shoes, with shin high, loose fitting white socks. But not only that, he's having this conversation with you. While he refills his fucking vape pen, you're gonna be like, "Fuck this asshole!" Oh, that's my I'm type of guy right here. Hell yeah, vape life. Or Hell what? yeah. You'd be like, "Fuck this guy!" And you'd kick him in the dick, and then you'd bounce. There's no allure in that. That's why they have I'll to get dress beer, the way. Bro. Dude, you <laughs> un- uncultured swine. <laughs> you know, like you kick him in the fucking dick. Like that. That's that's part of their allure. They have to like. You're like, oh, shit, this is kind fancy. of, yeah, you're not going to fucking, yeah. But after, while, the, while they do all that, the thing that stands out the weirdest out of them is the cape. And then you have to ask yourself, but why the cape? Well, one of the most instantly recognizable traits of the vampire, aside from its fang, is its cape. Typically, they're, the capes are long, heavy, and black with the occasional red lining is a highly symbolic representation of the bat. Adding the cape to Dracula was actually the brainchild of a playwright named Hamilton Dean. The cape has become a part of Dracula's legend. It's long fabric allowing him to move with ease and plus it gave it gave rise to one of the most boss vampire poses. You know what I'm talking about, right? The the up the pulling the cape to the face and over his head just to completely hide himself and blend into the shadows. How's that for being uncultured? See, like, Bitch. That's uncultured. You know why? Shut up! Because you, you look like that. JP from Grandma's Boy. Remember when he tries to, when he tries oh, to see me? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and in regards. <laughs> in regards. To the animal instincts of vampires and vampiric creatures, this is what Aubrey Sherman had to say. The vampires and vampiric creatures of folklore are decidedly mixed bag of humans, zombies, animals, and various hybrids and mutants. In many ways, the creatures or lore are more primal in their conception and definitely more animalistic in their hunting and killing of victims than vampires turned from humans. Kind of makes sense. Vampires that are kind of more half animal are going to be always more dangerous than ones that are going that are half human and half whatever the fuck they are. There are vampires, human because vampires are not just humans. You could turn anything else into a vampire. Anything else could be turned into a vampire, which is what he's getting to. And those are going to be obviously way more scary. Imagine a fucking bear vampire, a fucking gorilla. A fucking gorilla. I'll fuck him up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how you sound when you said that shit. Right? See, but you're trying to fuck up a gorilla. Like, oh, no. no. Okay, no. sorry, sorry for no. me fucking crossing the fucking line. Yeah, there. stop being fucking ridiculous yeah, shit, right now. My bad. <laughs> well, I should have been more realistic like you, huh? <laughs> shit. While many animals can become vampires, they can also be used to combat vampires. Crows, wolves, and even horses 
are used in graveyards to locate a vampire's resting place. In Chapter 2 of Dracula, when Jonathan Harker sits with the Count after his arrival at Castle Dracula, there is, in the background, the sound of wolves howling. Dracula's almost gleeful acknowledgement of the wolves is a devilish way of paying homage to folkloric beasts while also hinting at his ability to become a wolf himself. And he goes to say, Listen to them, children of the night. What music they make. Now for the best segment of tonight's episode. Whatever's left of it. Yeah, because somebody fucking took all the fun facts. Stupid. That's my segment, bro. Your segments are fun facts, not facts. Think something fun. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all for listening (laughs) to the Weird History and Eerie Tales podcast. I am your depressed uh, unculturally, unculturally, <laughs> motherfucker. But my question to you guys: How well do you know your vampires? You think you know your shit pretty well, Moses? No, I think I I'm don't okay. Give a fuck what you guys say, but I think I, I'm okay. I do think you know your shit pretty well. Nah, I think well, I'm at a C. Uh, nah. like a C? A C, yeah, like a C plus. Now, here are your interesting facts that you may or may have not. Heard of. Starting off with number one, we have a rare genetic disease called the Porphyria. Now, it seems to be suggested that this is the origin of the vampire legends. Now, the symptoms are being sensitive to sunlight, drinking animal blood to relieve their anemia and pain, and fangs that appear when their ears and nose start to be eating away to the red lips that peel back from the receding gums. It's that picture you saw in the in that website. That's kind of the story of the kid that you thought he was fucking high. He looked zooted. Bro. He looked high <laughs> as fuck. He's like, bro. <laughs> I can picture that little motherfucker. He ate. Looked, that, that picture looked like he ate too many brownies. And everything hit him all that's at you, once. That's you, bro. <clears throat> now, there's different ways to deter a vampire. From garlic to holy water. But one way that I find fucking hilarious is that vampires are compelled to count their objects and their actions in their surroundings. So you Count them? Yep. Yeah. So, Whoa. throwing a shitload of seeds of rice yeah. at the vampire will do the trick. Yep. Lady on. From that, since vampires are known for their mental disorder of counting, also known as uh, arithmomania, Sesame Street has utilized this myth and created Count Von Count, the Muppet Vampire. Wow. That's why he loves to count. Did you know that? Of course you did, you uncultured fuck. <laughs> now moving on to the fourth interesting fact. Vampires are known for, for rising from their coffins. One way to prevent fuckers from rising from their coffins is the usage of domens. Big fucking stones. Now, domens are considered to be a tomb with a large flat stone laid on upright stones. Have you guys seen the dome before? No. No. Just fucking... Giant boulder? Giant fucking oh. standing stones in the flat one just right over yeah. it. Yeah. That's, that's a dome. Now for, uh, for number five, somebody already said, 
uh, getting bit by a vampire is only two percent. No, <laughs> now, fun fact number five: getting bit by a vampire is the only way to become a vampire. I know, I said it already. Wrong. It's not the only way, jackass. There's so many ways one can possibly become a vampire. Now let's begin this ridiculous formats of how to become a vampire. Starting off, one, you can become a vampire if you practice sorcery. Second, if a cat jumped on your corpse before being buried. Third, if you ate a sheep and got killed by a wolf. Next one is if you're if you're pregnant and a sexy vampire looks at you and blows you a kiss. Wow. Now, the last mm-hmm. but not least, being the seventh son of the seventh son. Now, there's many more that I found, but I'm going to stop myself there. Number six. Vampire's first victim would often be his wife. Did you know that? Oh, shit, no. Crazy. Me neither. Because I'm uncultured. Does it on you? Yeah. What? Oh. No, you're talking. Okay. Uh, Number seven. A glow gave is is someone who was the creation, right, created by the union between a vampire and And a human. human. I think, I still think that sounds like an insult. What? Glow gave? Glow gave? Is it Gloglave or Gloglaws? I, I don't know how to... Potato, potato? Yeah. No, it's... I just... I'm, or I'm just being I'm, an idiot. Yeah, I'm an uncultured swine. I don't know how to pronounce <laughs> that word. Where, where's it from again? Glogov? What do you mean where it's from? Oh, that's... That's, uh, that's from a specific uh, region. It's from a specific region. It's somewhere in Europe where that where that term is thrown. It's yeah. not the, bo- the Botherids or some shit? I forgot nah, what it is. I don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, there it is. Make sure you edit that. <laughs> A glow gave or a glow gob is someone who was created by a union between a vampire and a human. Now, most glow glaves or glow gloves were seen as heroes, for they possessed the power to slay a vampire. Yeah, that was in our um, round table episode. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Castlevania. The, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Towards the ending. That was yeah. pretty fucking sick. You gotta watch Castlevania. It's on Netflix. Watch Wait, I thought we could have the fucking vampire movie night. We are. The first we're going to watch 30 Days of Night. Wait, that's yeah. the name of the movie, right? Yeah, 30, 30 Days of Night. Yeah, we're going to watch that first. No, we're watching Interview with the Vampire first. But you know what's first? Me yeah. finishing this fucking list. Nah, you know what? Are you what? guys done? <laughs> Remember that <laughs> popcorn machine that I told you I was going to purchase? Number eight. <laughs> yeah. If you feel you may be a vampire next target, here are two ways to avoid a vampire attack. Number one, be both. Dip your- <laughs> Hang out with me. Fuck. You, you straight. You straight. Shit. Number one, dip your bread in vampire's blood and eat that shit. Mm. Yeah, it's weird, right? Yeah, it's stupid. In order to mm. avoid a vampire, you got to eat a vampire. Eat that Where shit. What the fuck are you going to find vampire blood? Exactly. So. Here's worse. Here's worse. Okay. It gets better. And to bullshit you even more, uh, burn the vampire until it's ash. And then mix it in your tea or a hot drink. For it's believed drinking the ash of a vampire will keep you safe. Fuck. Yeah. It's pretty hard, right? You try to avoid a vampire, but you gotta kill a vampire in order to avoid I've, a vampire. I feel I feel that was made up by a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> like those, like if you wanna kill if you don't want to be by a vampire, you have to kill a vampire. Kill me, kill me, come on. Number ten. Now there's different ridiculous and common ways. On slaying the vampire. Right? And this is a list of different ways of getting rid of a vampire. Pouring bowling, boiling oil on the body and impel a nail through its navel. Second, place a coin in the mouth of the vampire and decapitate the fucker. What? Number three. 
burn the fucker. Number four, boil the head in vinegar. See, I'll be mad because I fucking hate the stench of vinegar. Imagine getting boiled to death by fucking. But you'll vinegar. be dead already. You wouldn't notice. No, yeah, you're boiling it to death. No, that's how you. That's how. Or like, it was already dead. Yeah, that's how you. Because remember, once you kill vampires, they can come back. That's the way to so like 100 percent for them not to rise again. Barf it. Because imagine, imagine midway you waking up. How the fuck are you gonna dunk a vampire's head into a bucket of boiling vinegar water if he's still alive? I feel, I feel strong as fuck. And if you and if you ain't got me there, you ain't got no chance. Shut up. <laughs> fuck. Oh, but this is my favorite one. In order to get rid of a vampire, okay, you bury the vampire, the corpse, face down. I think I'll do that one. What is he, a shark? I don't know, but it's fucking hilarious. Because technically, vampires raised from the fucking coffin. Imagine. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, fuck. He gets stuck, bro. It's like he's stuck counting shit. It's a lag. It's a video game lag where he just, fuck, fuck, fuck. It's a Sims game, bro. Now, you mentioned this earlier about vampires. Uh, I mentioned that morphine. Low-key, you did. <laughs> Fact morphine. number 11. Huh? Go on. No, sorry, go on. Yeah, vampires are said to have the power to morph into different kind of animals. These animals are fox, bats, rats, owls, and wolves. Or wolves. Number 12. A vampire can enter or cross a threshold Threshold, sorry, if they are invited or allowed. Once they're allowed, they can re-enter at any time. So, brace yourself, Stuart. Because after he kicks your ass, he's going to come back again to kick your dumb ass again. Nah, if he kicks my ass once, I'm offing myself. And then he's going to come and fuck nah, you up. Nah, Why me? Because he's a vampire. He ain't showing no preference. He, Watch he, out, bro. That's true. You're invited to the home, bro. You got to move out. All right, let's move go to your house. Move it to the let's studio. Let's invite it to your home. Move into the studio. Look, if that vampire, if a vampire even gets, like, tries to suck on my blood, I eat pretty shitty. He's going to get high cholesterol. He's probably going to become diabetic. What if, what if he has, like, a filter system in his freaking canines? <laughs> Actually, who's side are you on, bro? <laughs> who's side are you on? You got a built-in Brita in his teeth, bro. <laughs> done? Yeah, we're done. Yeah? Because I'm not done. <laughs> Fun fact number 13. In the 18th century, a vampire hysteria was on the loose. How crazy was it, you say? Well, people would dig the graves of those who they fear would become vampires and, quote-unquote, kill them again. Now we know the origin of Double Tap. <laughs> now, how crazy or like how paranoid would you be would you just be like fuck I think Bob over here is going to turn to a vampire so you take the graves and you just bash its head or do whatever fuck look and then and then that's not even the scary part I mean that that is right so like for the example of my of that scenario something's bad's going on and in that case is plagues so like fuck something's going something must have done something to piss off the gods we think it's Bob. Let's dig up Bob's fucking grave. So they go as a town in mass, start digging him up while his Bob's wife's in the background crying because they're digging up her fucking husband who just died a week ago or a few months ago. They dig him up, right? And remember, they dig him up and they probably, they don't, it's probably, most of the time people that died, died during the cold. So they died during the winter. So when they open the casket, no, the body's not that rotten. Cause That's true. It's fresh. it's still fresh because of its cold. And not only that, the process of decomposition slows down a lot. When you die, your nails still grow. 
So Bob dies. Wait, what? Really? Yeah, the nails. I think that I think your nails stop growing after a certain point. I mean, you're dead, but you know your nails are still gonna grow a little bit, uh-huh. right? So imagine you open up a grave. Bob's nails are long as fuck because of the slow decomposition process. He's bloating a little bit, so the blood only is able to come out through your eyes, nose, ears, and mouth. They're thinking of a vampire. You open up Bob's casket, you see him with long nails and blood coming out of his mouth. You're going to think, oh, fuck, this is a vampire. And they just stake him. They stake him again. Or if, sometimes they, they'll stake him and then bury him in a cage. They'll, build, they'll take him out, build the cage, and put him in there in a stone cage. And there's times where people dig up these old graveyards and they find these fucking coffins inside the cages that were built around these coffins in case a vampire does rise again it doesn't escape that cage Man. fucking bob stupid all i think about is bob. stranger things bob i'm thinking of fucking that 70 shows bob <laughs> r.i.p <laughs> that's what i was thinking r.i.p number 14 mermaids vampire fucking mermaids these creatures are known not to select the victim's blood but to suck the breath and soul of the poor son of a gun. Wait, you said vampire I fucking... I heard vampires fucking mermaids. Vampire like, fucking mermaids. My like, bad. Holy shit. Mermaids are, are vampires. But I'll be your... Mermaids fucking vampires, bro. Mythical porn, bro. I mean, if you're into that shit, Look, handle it, bro. There's a movie. Oh. I forgot what the fuck it's called. I saw clips of it, and it's one of the grossest shits I've ever seen. What's fucking what? I don't remember... The exact plot of it, but it has to do with mermaids. It's about this dude, who's I think he's fishing. It's a Japanese movie. It's a Japanese '80s horror gore movie. Yeah, he's going fishing, and he finds a mermaid. She's injured, so he brings her onto her boat, takes her home, and the whole movie is him torturing her and eating her alive. So he heals her. She's coming back, and he keeps eating her. And I think he rapes her and does all sorts of shit. And that's the whole movie. It's like a torture movie. It's like I think, if I remember correctly, I think it's like thirty minutes. It's a 30, mo- 30 minute movie? Yeah, it's like one of those like faces there's like that whole faces of death thing where it's like clips like, it's like yeah. one of those movies where it's like it's like eight movies that make this VHS. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that's one of them. It's like this Japanese dude is just eating the mermaid and doing all this shit. I, I forgot the fuck the name of the movie is. Is that the movie that you try to look for? I, but yeah, I was trying to look for it and I yeah. couldn't find it. And then yeah. my cousin Arthur's like, Oh yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And then he brought up the movie, he's like, Oh look, it's right here. And we're like, Holy shit, I haven't gone I haven't gone around to watch it. I don't so, think I want to. No, it's like um it's like online. Uh, yeah. So sorry. Go on about vampiric mermaids. Fucking mermaids. <laughs> Vampire fucking mermaids. No, that's it for that one. Now for the final interesting fact. Fact about vampires. Now I've warned you. Okay. Once I tell you this last fact, you'll be screaming wow and probably punch the person next to you. Ready? Now you ready? So wherever's next to you, hold on to somebody, uh, bump up the volume because you're gonna love this fun. I'm gonna love it. Interesting. I'm gonna stab you. Okay. Are you ready? (laughs) Go for it. Good. Now, did you know vampires? Yeah, staple. (laughs) Did you know that vampires survive on blood? Thank you all for listening for the Weird History of Your Tales podcast. I am no longer going to be. <laughs> I'm going to punch your But, but, but did you know? Did you know? Did it make you say wow? 
Wow, no? Yeah, like, wow, wow. I can't believe he's in our podcast. Yeah, wow. Oh. Did it make you say wow? <laughs> Did it make... My point has been made. It made you say wow. That's the ending of my segment, ladies and gentlemen. Cultured swine. Yep. The uncultured. The uncultured swine. Shut up! So, I hope you guys had as much fun listening to us cut each other off and ramble about vampires as much as we like talking about them. That vampire is one of my favorite creatures of all time. Like some yeah, of my favorite stories. Like it's just vampire. I just uh, I don't know what it is. I think it has to do a lot with Brad Pitt, but it has a lot to do with BB. But I love vampires. And um, again, that the book that I used, the one that I suggest, I really suggest you guys if you guys are a fan of vampires. It's called Vampires: The Myths, Legends, and Lore by Aubrey Sherman. You guys can look at the show notes, and I'll post a picture of the book on our Instagram page for, again for you guys to. Um, see it and then um another thing too we wanted to give you guys a huge shout out because the podcast itself reached a a, a dope ass number that not i'd never imagined we'd reach and we reached it about a week about a week and a half ago mm. or like last week we finally hit our 10,000th download That's fucking crazy it, has, it hasn't been a year and download. it's all thanks to you guys yeah, you guys listen to a bunch of scrubs what's wrong with y'all yeah you guys need it. you guys have yeah you guys have to be ashamed of yourselves, but again, thank you guys. <laughs> thank, thank you guys. Listen, <laughs> like, hey, what? If you guys, Bruh. if you guys, um, if you guys like the show, please do us a favor, rate and comment on our on iTunes. That shows that that way it bumps us up and people could find us out. Uh, we uh, we're uh, like as far as social media goes, it's just Instagram. So the fact that we're getting ten thousand downloads. Has a lot to do with word of mouth that you guys are that I'm, that you guys are doing, telling each other, telling your friends, telling people that about the show, and for that we thank you guys. And as the show, and as the show goes on, the show is gonna grow eventually. Hopefully, we get to a point where we get to you know we get merch because we have you know we we all grew up around bands, and so it'd be cool to have our logo. We had shirts that we were giving away just to you know just the logo of the man, but I think it'd be cool like. Something that's ours that we get to sell because you know we've always gone to shows. We go to the merch table and buy our favorite band shirts. I'm wearing an Entombed shirt right now, so it'd be kind of cool having people, you know, just selling our shit and having people buy it. And you know, if as you know, as the numbers grow, the, the if you guys want, we'll, eventually we'll start selling you know things like that. But we want to give you guys thank you guys so much. Really do apologize for this show, like I mentioned earlier in the episode. This episode is a week late, and that's because it's my fault. I got really, really, really sick. You you can kill a vampire, but you can't take care of your own cold. Week. That's different. So we'll, we will be back on schedule. We were a week late, so we'll be back on schedule on the 1st and the 15th of every month. So um, thank you guys so much. If you guys don't have – do you guys have anything else to add to the episode, to the show? Nope. Hashtag uncultured swine. <laughs> oh my god. So thank you guys so very much. And again, we are the Weird History Eerie Tales Podcast. Bum bum. Bye.